Kia ora, bienvenidos, and welcome to Do It Yourself, mate. Do it yourself, yourself, mate. The business startup podcast where we'll be chatting to some of Aotearoa's local entrepreneurs that have taken the plunge and come out with a beautiful business. The highs, the lows, the do's, the don'ts. Let's take a deep dive into Do It Yourself, mate's next guest. Kia ora, hello. Today we have on the show the Nest Fest Wizard Prince, the native bird shirt philosopher and Shakti Mat guru, Mr. Skivy John. How are we going, Skivy? I'm so well. Thank you so much, mate. Thank you for having me on. Not a problem, my man. And yeah, thanks for taking the time to come come on today. I've uh, been looking forward to this one. So it's a pleasure. I remember the first whispers, the first things I heard about the Shakti Mat were back in Dunedin. It was probably the first time I ever met you on second year, my second year in O-Week. We were sitting on the gay box flat roof, the balcony in Castle Street. I've just been introduced to you and we were playing some guitar, actually, a homebrew song. I think it's called Fire. It goes, get your monkey off your back, boy, <laughs> climb higher. Yeah, uh, yeah. I specifically remember talking to you after that, and you were like, I've just, mate, I've just ordered a container load of these uh, nail nail beds. So that was the first I've heard of you, but, you know, we've, we've, we've come a long way, obviously. But, yeah, what were the origins of the, the first container load or the, the first set? Yeah, absolutely. Um, great memory. There was great times on that street. Um, and I still love that song. Um, yeah, banger. So the origins of Shakti, um, all, all my involvement with it started when myself and my business partner, George, were traveling in Thailand. Um, and we were both, I was studying law, he was studying finance. Um, and we we're both pretty dead set mm-hmm. on getting stuck into some corporate careers. Um, and mm-hmm. really had our um, our futures kind of mapped out ahead of us, um, which was going to be those 60-hour-a-week, high-flying, um, mm-hmm. high-stress kind of jobs. And we were traveling together and um, found ourselves in this really beautiful idyllic beach populated by a lot of people um, that were pretty much just old hippies who had set up their lives exactly... Um, exactly the opposite fashion for what we had ourselves lined up for and we were kind of walking around there Mm. with our eyes on stalks like you know maybe there's a different way um Mm. and kind of in the spirit of that place um we started talking about starting a business together um and we're quite excited for it because we've been mates since we were like five years old um and Mm -hmm. loved spending time together and so the idea of starting a business together was um so appealing um, we just needed an idea. Um, and about a week into our time spent there, we met um, an old entrepreneur who had had an enormous variety of business ventures from introducing water coolers to the United Kingdom, to designer burkas, um, to managing inspirational speakers. Um, and we were kind of just sitting on the edge of our seats listening to the story that this guy had. Um, and we asked him what he was doing now. And he said he'd met this guy who um, had invented this 
essentially modern day bed of nails. Um, and right. he was working um, as an agent trying to find um, people for him to um, new distributors for him. Um, and so we kind of, our ears kind of pricked up and um, we ended up trying out the product there and like George liked it. I was a little bit undecided. It was super painful when I first tried it and it probably didn't help. Yeah. yeah. Like, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to their first experience. Yeah. Um, and we kind of went back to Dunedin, went back to our lives. We were inspired, but it wasn't the the life-changing event instantaneously for me um and then i bumped into george in the library and he was sort of researching these things and he's like man did you know that they sold hundreds of thousands of these things in in sweden looking at this new york times article about the success of um, the nail bed over there um do you still have that guy's email and i kind of dug through my journal and found it um and we wrote to him and within about three weeks um we had a container of them coming over to new zealand to to jump out wow yeah wow that that that's that's so cool you know like just kind of coincidence that you met this guy all right like on, on the beach and just kind of struck up the conversation yeah i'm sure a few of the people on that beach would say it was more manifestation but i'm probably more in the coincidence <laughs> camp <laughs> yeah Nice man, and then you know you there would have been a, a p- perhaps a little bit of structure that they gave you, or it was pretty much just you know here's your first container, um, do what you want with them, try try get sell them. We got um, absolutely zero structure from them. Yeah, like the yeah. The, the people that found it in Sweden, um, uh, on Mokshananda and his mother Nadine. Um, they weren't traditional business people. They didn't have um, mm-hmm. a marketing plan for us. They didn't have branding assets. They didn't have much advice at all in the way to approach the sales of it. Um, not that we were really seeking it either. We were very much of that mentality of okay. nutting it out ourselves. Um, we didn't really reach out for advice in the um, business community or from other entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. we by and large um, decided we were going to nut out how to do it ourselves um, and failed a lot and everything the hard way for about four years before we worked out a way that um, it was going to actually grow. Yeah, okay, okay. And then, you know, you would have tried a few different tactics. Was there was there something, you know, that I remember I was speaking with, maybe it was Jeremy O'Connor, um, about some, you know, kind of online marketing. Was it was there a, a, a stage where, you know, you changed something or did something and it just clicked and then you were able to, you know, shoot a lot of these like out out the door? Yeah, absolutely. Um so there's a few like major turning points. Um to start we were probably selling like one per day. Um and it was primarily through like literally door knocking like going door to door, right? you know, when we're inspired, we go to yoga studios and acupuncturists when we weren't like George actually got chased out of a retirement village, going door to door, trying to sell them there. Um, we had all the enthusiasm in the world and none of the uh, marketing tactics. Um, that is good stuff. And one of the major turning points for us was I gave one to um, a woman called, Millie Elder Holmes, who is um, one of the larger influencers in um, New Zealand um, and a really okay. amazing, lovely woman. Um, and this was at the time 
before the term influencer marketing was in wide use. Um, it was really early days in the process. Um, and kind of as a as a result of that, you know, if you go to an influencer now and you ask them to do a post, they'll want, you know, one to five thousand dollars to do it, which was probably our entire year's marketing budget. But Millie was kind enough mm-hmm. just to try it. She liked it and she put up a post. Um, and we sold like 300 mats that day and we wow. have that many mats in Dunedin. So um, I spent mm-hmm. the day recruiting friends to pack the mats on the roof of our university flat because there was no space inside. Yeah. And George spent the day driving to Christchurch and back to fill up a car full of the other 100 that we needed to fill out all the orders. Um, and that was the first major turning point of going, okay, wow, this thing has scale. Um, and mm. we've now find an, found an avenue that we can actually sell these in a way that is um, far larger than what we can do ourselves with our own voices and with our own um, mm-hmm. our own time. And then the second major um, turning point for us was probably around a year later. Um, it was around Christmas time, and we decided to um, click the boost button on one of our Facebook posts. Um, which is the okay. most um, uh, the most simple way to f- advertise on Facebook. There's a button on every post that just says boost. You type in the number you want to put into it. Um, and kind of on a one, we decided to do it and we um, decided to boost it for um, 10 bucks and we made like five sales. And then we, about an hour later, we decided to boost it for a hundred bucks and we made 50 sales. Mm-hmm. And then, Wow. We were like, we'll boost it for a thousand. And we made like 500 sales and we just flipped out and we're like, oh my goodness, we've discovered something unbelievably magical here. Um, and again, mm-hmm. this is like quite early days for the Facebook marketing um, movement. And so it wasn't like people weren't doing it, like the people have been doing it for years, but um, to us, it was kind of magic and it wasn't the thing that everyone's doing um, like it is now. So those were the two kind of key turning points for us into e-commerce and learning that we could do 99% of our jobs from our laptops through a website um, and reach people in New Zealand and eventually all over the world with this product. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so cool. I guess, you know, if you can put x amount of dollars in and get more out you know you're just going to be keep keep feeding it um obviously there's there's more to it than that but um that's a great place to to build something from so the analytics and tracking that i guess you would have really kind of um drilled down going forward you really kind of had a few different avenues going yeah on the on the facebook front um we um decided that that was definitely the best thing that we could possibly be doing with our time. Um, so George and I went and did an online Facebook marketing course and started digesting all the information we could possibly find um, on the topic. Um, and you mentioned Jeremy O'Connor before as well. He came and joined our team, um, an incredibly intelligent guy, um, and he got super stuck into it as well. And sort of between the three of us, um, we came up with um, a huge variety of new um, ideas and tactics to to stay ahead of the curve on Facebook and really um, maximize the ROI that we we're getting out of the platform. Um, and it became 
a huge aspect of our business and pretty much our bread and butter was sitting in front of Facebook ad manager day to day and working out how we yeah. could refine it further in order to get more sales for less input. Work it, work it. And I guess I want to, you know, at, at the moment I've actually got a, a, a sore neck and I can't, can't work out why. And so I guess that's a good flow into perhaps I'm in need and, and what are the, like how, how does the, the Shakti mat work? And I know I've just, I've been calling it Shakti mat, which is uh, not, not the right way, it's Shakti mat. Is that right? Yeah, Shakti mat. But um, I think it's well known in New Zealand as the Shakti mat. And I believe we probably called it okay. that for years. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, how, how does it specifically kind of work, you know, if I've got a, a, a sore neck or totally, I mean, so taking that say for your sore neck, um, when you lie first lay down on the Shakti mat, or you might use the Shakti pillow for your neck, um, it's, um, is really sore at the start. It's literally like thousands of these tiny spikes that dig into your skin. Um, and it's exactly as uncomfortable as it sounds. Um, and for the first few minutes, all you want to do is get off naturally. But if you persevere through that initial discomfort, then you come out the other side to um, quite a warm, relaxing, like a little bit euphoric feeling. And, and what that is, is your body producing endorphins, which are sort of these natural pain relievers that are stimulated as a response to the stimulation of the skin. But then you've also got, um, you know, the spikes digging in similar to sort of a masseuse's thumb um, which helps to relax the muscles and um, increase the circulation to the area um, and so it's kind of mm -hmm. triple whammy of effects um, when you get up off it after say 20 minutes you'll find you know your neck is quite warm from the increased circulation it'll be red and a little bit dotty for half an hour or so afterwards um, but you also feel mm -hmm. your muscles are more relaxed um, and you're probably have this greater feeling of well-being afterwards um so i think that's why so many mm. people love it yeah yeah i i um don't actually own one myself at the moment but a lot of my flatmates over time have have had them so i've been lucky enough to, to sponge off them um but it is it is crazy like you know you go into your own little zone when you're on on them um which is really cool big time yeah it's uh um kind of a cheater's way to get into a meditative state Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you, you know, went from starting in, you know, Dunedin, then New Zealand, you've now, I guess, perhaps maybe your biggest market could be overseas. What what was it like, you know, moving to sell into another country and kind of breaking into a, a market that way? Yeah, so um, the first part of it was super easy. So we used the Shopify platform um, and it makes... Yeah. Um, international trade super easy and so literally all we did was open up postage to australia from our website and that was the first step and um start advertising mm. over there as well um and once we had enough success there a few few sales coming through we set up an australian website so we could display the currency in australian dollars which is quite a big thing for customers seeing um prices on their mm -hmm. local um currency um in australia quite quickly outgrew new zealand as being you know the biggest market and then so for us we realized that this is something that can translate to different places um going mm. farther abroad was more challenging so 
when we wanted to go and sell in the UK, we can't just post them from New Zealand like we were sending them across the ditch to Australia. So we had to go over there. We had to set up a distribution facility. We had to set up a company. Um, we had to set up bank accounts and um, sort of legal presences. Um, and all of that was a very convenient excuse to move to Amsterdam for six months and um, stuff there. Yeah. Um, enjoy the the thrill of setting up a business and living in a new country with your friends. Mm, cool, man. And and where would you say is you know the the biggest market or, or country at the moment for for shark? The the US, definitely. Okay, US. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. And you know, I was I've just been um, you know exploring your website, and and from that, I've got the word Shakti in Sanskrit as a feminine principle that symbolizes empowerment, abundance, and change. And I was looking at the the video, um, which takes you through to the you know Shakti production in India, which looks really cool. It's an all female. Um, you know, production site, which is, I guess, important because I know um, some females find it difficult to get employment in India. What is the the significance of India to to Shakti Mats? Um, yeah. So the um, I mean, the bed of nails is a Indian concept, a very ancient Indian concept. Um, so you have um, these um, holy men known as sadhus or babas, um, and they would pursue their own spiritual practice um, through um, quite often rejecting materialism and the the typical vices of society and and instead um, pursuing their spirituality quite often through putting themselves in, um, you know, uh, less than comfortable circumstances. Um, And one of those Mm. was the bed of nails and there's this, super famous image taken i'm not sure hundreds you know maybe even a couple hundred years ago um of a sadhu line on an actual bed of nails um you can i'm sure you'll be able to google it um Mm. and the misconception of that is that these guys were lying on it as some kind of stunt to be like look how much pain i can endure watch you know my Mm. control over my body but after you've used the Shakti mat, you can really quickly realize that they were using it as a meditation aid to help their bodies relax. Mm. And so that's the roots of um, the bed of nails. And then the man who invented it, Om, he lived in India for, um, he's probably lived there for 20 years now um, and practicing a very strong spiritual practice. Um, And so the idea came from there. The founder was living there, the production's all there. And, you know, through our charitable processes we try to give back to there as well so we're really deeply tied to india awesome awesome well it's uh you know really inspiring to see that you know looking after your employees like that so you know full full ups to to you guys for for that thank you yeah it's um it's definitely important to us nice man and you know the the shakti name is most definitely worldwide uh and I, I saw that there was a specific, uh, you know, soccer player by the name of David Beckham that even <laughs> gave you a, a little endorsement. How, how did that come about? <laughs> a completely, um, you know, coincidence or, you know, maybe you say manifestation. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I had no idea. I was skiing in Kadrona at the time and um, 
my phone just started blowing up with all these friends being like, how did you manage this? David Beckham's on a Shakti map. Um, and I just had no idea. I'm not sure how he got it. Um, obviously, yeah. maybe the ads were working. Um, but that was such a huge shout out and really cool. The most famous feat in the world. <laughs> Wicked man. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and I guess, you know, obviously, uh, you can't really get any, any better than getting David Beckham to, uh, endorse you for free. <laughs> um, but what, you know, I know that you, um, run other businesses like bird shirts, which I'm currently wearing the kakapo, uh, what, what's the future? Where, where, where do you want to, um, Shakti to, to go, I guess? Um, yeah. Are you still spending most of your days doing it or? Yeah. So Shakti's, Shakti's still, um, like my full-time hustle, um, and my passion. Yeah. Um, the other projects I've worked on, um, like helping out Harry with Nestfest and with the advertising, um, they're all just passion projects. Mm-hmm. So Shakti is really the, um, the core of what I do. Future of Shakti, um, really for us, we're working on building out um, a product range, which complements the product and builds our identity as a brand. Um, growing into new markets um, and ultimately um, finding ways to better serve the the customers that are so passionate about our products. Um, yeah, and hoping to do that while spreading a bit more good in the world. I mean, at the end of the day what makes the business so much fun to run um, and so easy to be involved with is this concept that we believe that everyone who comes in contact with a Shakti Matters left better off from the person that makes it to the, the people employed in our company in New Zealand to um, the end user ultimately. Awesome. Awesome, man. That, that's great. The the I, I just like to um, swerve into a few quick quick questions for you. Um, I've got a question from James Martin, who was the the last guest on the show. Um, he sent through a question for you, so I'll play this and see if you can um, can hear it. I'll just whack the volley up on my. Hi, mate. James here from Mission Intelligence. Great work on doing it yourself and joining Arthur on the podcast. Uh, for my question, I'm keen to know whether you've ever felt like giving up and why you've decided to keep going on. Entrepreneurship is a hard drive, so I'm sure many people will appreciate your wisdom. Cheers, mate. Did you get that? Yeah, yeah, I heard it, and it's a great question. You know, I don't think I've, I've ever had that crushing moment where you're, like, ready to toss absolutely everything in and, and give it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've certainly had those moments where you wonder what on earth you get your, you've gotten yourself into. Um, yeah. And um, I mean, a good example of that was when we were um, in one of the earlier years, probably like 2017, um, just when we were just starting to play with Facebook, we were maybe six months into using the platform um, we decided to just keep doubling our budgets day by day by day as we were approaching Christmas and the sales just kept coming in. Um, and we realized that with probably a month to go before Christmas, we'd sold out of all the products that we had in the country. And so we made some calls and did some quick math and um, decided that, well, we could keep advertising, increase our um, 
our delivery time frame and have mm. stock sent flowing over from Sweden for us to then fulfill in New Zealand. Um, and it felt really, really risky because it was getting closer and closer to Christmas. We were selling thousands of these products and we had none to post mm. out to anyone. And um, at the time, um, George, my business partner, had put my phone number at the bottom of all of the emails that went out to these thousands of customers accidentally. Yeah. And so like from 6 a.m. in the morning until 11 p.m. at night, my phone was just ringing constantly with people <laughs> being like, where's my product? Where's my shucking at? Um, it's not going to get here by Christmas. Um, my mother-in-law is going to be so disappointed. Um, and having these personal connections with these people and feeling like um, I was running at a really high risk of letting them down Mm-hmm. was um it really weighed on me um and i mean the good news is that it arrived like two days before our like christmas delivery cut off we had 25 people all student friends standing in this Whoa. rented warehouse space and we turned around these thousands of mats in um two days and got them out to everyone and everyone got them by christmas so it was a big turnaround but Man, it was scary, and I was like, "Everyone's got my phone number." <laughs> yeah, um, but and, and I, I could name um, dozens of other experiences like that um, where um, something like that has happened. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all part of you know um, running the gauntlet and uh, take, taking the plunger, I guess. Just the other half of that that I'd say briefly um, for you is. I could name like dozens of other times that something like that has happened and not always like as positive as just selling too much product. Um, Mm. And the thing that has kept me going throughout it um, is twofold. One is um, a feeling of camaraderie and friendship with George, my co-founder and with all of the friends turned staff and staff turned friends that are working with us. Um, and that feeling of being mm. in the trenches together and watching out and holding each other's backs. Um, and the second is the the feeling of doing something meaningful and doing something good mm. in the world. Um, because if you are just in this entrepreneurship game for money, you are mm-hmm. you are not going to have the sticking power to see it through when the going gets tough. You need to be in it for something more than just making cash. Mm, I like that. I really like that. Nice words of advice there, man. So we're now entering the quick fire round. So some short, short answer questions here for, for you, Skibby, Skibby John. Um, what is your favorite yoga pose? Oh, child's pose because I'm lazy. <laughs> nice. Um, favorite place in India that you might have been to? Oh. Varanasi, super special. Nice. Cool, cool. And how do you have your coffee or tea? Um, lots of milk, nothing else. Yeah. Tea and coffee. Full fat? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oat? Of course. Um, oat because we've got it in the office, um, milk when I'm at home. Yeah. Nice, man. And a, uh, a special question for you. Do you have a favorite New Zealand native bird? Oh. 
key to do. Always. Nice. Big sweepy boys. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the, the back flipper of, <laughs> of the squad. Yeah. What about a uh, a favorite song? It's always always a tough one, so sorry to put the, the pressure on here. Oh man. How about that song we're singing on the balcony? Um yes. Home Bros. Um uh, I can't recall the name. That is the song Fire by Homebrew, which you can find in the show notes. I'll, I'll have to post this song in the uh, the show notes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely have to. For the for the peeps. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, any artists that you've been listening to lately um, that you that you like? Oh, um, well, I love rap. I love rap, so I've been listening to heaps of um, Avondale Bowling Club, yeah, At Peace, Kendrick Lamar. Um Cool. Um, Anderson Pack and nice, a lot man. of electronic music as well, but it's harder to name the artists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and this is the uh, the sign off question that I ask everybody. If you were to um, look down the scope back in time to you know a, a young fresh Skivvy John, maybe on the balcony um, at the gay box, and you had some words of advice for yourself. Um, which words of advice would you be giving to the the young man? Don't lose the perspective. Mm. Because you can get so caught up in the moment, be it good or bad, um, and stop seeing the forest for the trees. Um, So taking regular pauses to reflect on how your life's going to relish in the good things um, and to mm. um, stand objectively during the bad. Um, that perspective is invaluable um, and it's the message probably I most often need. Um, and mm-hmm. I suppose I'm giving to myself right now, even though I'm a bit yeah. older than I was. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, that is, um, yeah, that, that, that is great. You know, not everyone takes those moments to, to appreciate. So um, some wise words there. Thank you very much. Yeah, that, that, that really um, that wraps us up there. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And it's been great to, to hear your story and, and, and share some words with you. It's a pleasure to speak to you as well, and um, good on you for setting up something that, um, you know, if this just inspires one young entrepreneur, then um, it's all worth it, eh? Oh, why, hello there. You've made it all the way to the end. Thank you for listening to Do It Yourself, Mate. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, give us a like, give us a follow, maybe even share us around. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Kaki